you know, I don't like doing one, two, three. I need to stick with three, two, one. Yeah, I was that just going to say you mixed right. it up this time. You fucking caught me the fuck <laughs> off guard. That was. I live to do these things. <laughs> variety is the spice of life. Sometimes we count down. Sometimes we count up. We just don't know. We just don't know. And on that um, note, welcome back to Oddities. That's <laughs> I'm right. Kelly. I'm Kelly. Oh, and I'm Cassie. Sorry, I was just going to steal your thunder. No, it's okay. You've been doing the intro, and I was like, I need to take it back. Take it. Jesus, take the take oh. the power back. I'm sorry. Anyways, all of our uh, media is down below. You know what it is. We don't have to say it a million times. I mean, we can if you want us to. Uh, join our Patreon. We have some fun things going on over there. Email us if you have a really cool story or a topic you want us to cover. Huge shout out to our wonderful, amazing Lizzie, Lindsay Bidwell. You are phenomenal. Um, she is responsible for all of our new designs. If you need work, hire her now. That's right. Um, also our email. And our email. Also join our Patreon. Yeah. I think I said that. Take did, it didn't I say that? Oh, did you? I, I said I, join I our Patreon, did, and then I said if you want, <laughs> I covered it. I promise. <laughs> that's right, you did. You did it. I'm sorry. Yes, and I heard you say it too. And then I'm like, but also, <laughs> we just really want your money, okay? <laughs> we just really want a party over in our Patreon. We're having so much fun over there, and we want everyone to enjoy it as well. Dude, big time. It's it is. I mean, I'm not trying to like hype it up or anything, but it's like a hundred percent a good time over there. So yeah. It is. I'm just saying. It is a party. And you're missing out. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, so okay, we we're double recording today. So this is episode two of two that we're recording. So one, we're gonna hit the point now where we're gonna be loopy, but two, we each decided in the little break in between recording that naturally, without even trying, we, we have, saved something yeah. to share. Share. Tell us. No, you first, because I'm excited, because you said you have exciting news, and I'm really excited, and I want to know. I mean, it's not that it's not that exciting, but it's exciting for me. So, like, since finishing school, I've decided to start taking up, like, you know, like, just some getting involved and, you know, hobbies and things like that, and you are looking at the newest volunteer for the new Cumberland Public Library. <gasps> That's exciting, and I love that for you. And the West Shore Theater. So for the library, oh! I'm in charge of the fiction section, and uh, I'm going to be doing their marketing, which here's what's hilarious. They want me in charge of their fiction section, and the lady, first of all, she is so sweet, but she is like so soft-spoken, and I come in there all loud mouth in New Jersey, right? So I'm like, <laughs> hi, I'm here to volunteer. So anyway, she's like, yeah, if you have, she's like, you have any ideas for things to do to spruce up the fiction section let us know and i was like oh in my mind i'm like confetti cannons glitter cannons cover this shit in cool <laughs> stickers disco balls i mean i'm just like <laughs> so so in other words just you wait in other words the new cumberland library zero percent realizes what they've just signed up for and second, for the theater, I'm going to be selling tickets. You're looking at the new ticket booth, lady. Unst. I love So next, uh, so let's see. Well, today's Sunday. So tomorrow I start at the library officially. And then next Saturday, I'm selling tickets. That's exciting. I love this for you. Oh, I love you. this energy. Thank you. I just wish I lived closer so that I can torment you at your volunteer <laughs> positions. <laughs> Bitch, you would volunteer with me. Come on. <laughs> I would. I would be volunteering with you without a doubt. Oh my God. My stuff's not that cool. The, uh, 
Oh my god, I'm sure it is. The other thing that I'm excited to share is uh, I will be starting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but first I have to do a little more work with my chiropractor to get my back in better shape, and then I will be joining that. Exciting. That's exciting. So then I'm, I'm actually really excited for you to do that. Like, Dude, I'm stepping into a new era. This is thrilling <laughs> shit. This is my I'm done with school, is, time to have fun era. <laughs> I can't wait. You guys, and here's the thing. I think I've said this before, but the listener, when I met Cassie... She was at Oshkosh for bullshit. Leola. Oh, like yeah, uh, at, I was. Yeah, yeah let's see. Were you? When you first met me, no, you met me before then. I was working on my biology degree, and I was heading to forensics grad school. That's right. Yep. So, like, I've I feel like I've I am very privileged in the sense that I've been with you through your whole education journey. It feels like <laughs> the educational metamorphosis, <laughs> and, and like. <laughs> It's just, I don't know, it's really exciting to see you do things for yourself. Yeah, now I get to, like, like, you know, educate yeah. myself in fun ways. This is really, really, really exciting, and I love this <laughs> for you. you. So that's my exciting news to share. What do you have for us? So, I just have, like, a funny story that happened this week. Okay, hit me. <laughs> so, um, I needed to go get my old changed on the car, and mm. I went to the place that I always go, and I go to this specific place because the manager there is always very nice to me, and he never tries any bullshit with me. Oh, okay? I love it. And I appreciate that, because whenever I'm going somewhere, I usually have two kids in tow in the back seat, mm-hmm. right? So, I <laughs> pull up. He's not there that day, but again, I've always gone to this place, so I'm not thinking I'm going to have any issues. And they do, like, a whole car inspection while you're getting your oil changed. Nice. So, like, you know, make sure everything's covered, and I like that, too. And this MFR Fuck. comes to my window and goes, ma'am, or miss, specifically, miss, your back tires, they're, they're metal on metal. Your brakes are metal on metal. You need to get these changed, like, soon this is this is really bad and i go they're they're metal on metal and he goes yes miss and we could do it today for three hundred dollars okay fun fact about me i have two older sisters our father raised us to not depend on any men in our lives Mm -hmm. um daddy didn't raise no fool right (laughs) Brake pads cost $40. I'm not paying $260 no. for labor. No. <laughs> no way. Also, my dad just changed them. I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How's your metal on metal going? <laughs> so I said, they don't need to be changed. And he goes, oh, miss. And I said, they were just recently changed. You're telling me they're metal on metal and my car's making no noise. Right. So and then he his tone completely changed and it goes goes from miss to yes ma'am I understand. <laughs> That's right. That's fucking right, bitch. <laughs> you better fucking understand. But, so that was my like fun I was like in shock. I'm like I can't believe that that just freaking happened. You saw a woman come up with two kids in the car and you're like, "Ooh, let's make some money." That's so annoying. You. If you are if you anybody out there that does this that listens to that podcast, change your ways. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Okay, Kelly's was nicer, so. <laughs> but still, fuck you. But um, on a completely different note, and I told Cassie about this on Friday, but I'm going to tell the listeners because I got um, I got approval to say her name. So my middle sister is a part of Big Sisters Little Sisters program. I love that. And her little has been listening to our podcast mm-hmm. and said that we have very soothing voices. So Lindsay. 
Thank you. Thank you. That is so freaking kind. I know we haven't met yet, but I can't wait to meet you. (laughs) Holy fucking hell. Being called soothing is one of the highest compliments, especially after that one person told us we were intolerable. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for finding us not only tolerable, but soothing. You're so sweet. Yes. I just, I appreciate you. I hope you know that. I do too. Thank you. Shout out to you. I specifically asked my sister, I'm like, can I say her name on the podcast, please? And she goes, I don't know. And I said, I need you to find out. (laughs) You need to know. We we need you to know. Because I I really want to shout her out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so nice that she's listening. And it's so nice that she said that. Thank you, Lindsay. I know, right? Oh my god. I got all like the worms and fuzzies. I was like, because I think it it was funny because I was editing and I'm like angry at my voice again. And then I get that message from my sister. (laughs) Oh, perfect timing. (laughs) And I was like, Wow. Perfect. I love your voice. You have a wonderful voice. Okay. You know what? Michael and I had this discussion earlier this week. He was listening to our podcast. I'm like, I heard our voices. Oh, no. (laughs) They came in and he's like, this is a great episode. And I was like, thanks. And he goes, he said, he goes, is it ever weird listening to your voice? I said, it was really cringy at first. Now I don't care. Oh, okay. And he goes, maybe because you've like gotten into your groove. And I was like, totally. Big time. So. I still hate listening to my own voice. (laughs) So go figure. (laughs) Yep. Here we are. Yes. That. I just. Wow. I love all of that. What a happy intro this time was. Wait. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That was out of order, but it's fine. Dander met what you stood. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, should I start us this time? Because you started last time. Yes. Can you start? Because actually I'm horrified to start because the amount of names that I have to pronounce is really difficult. And actually, I'm just going to put a disclaimer in really quick before I start or before you start. Okay. If we have any native Hawaiian listeners, please know I am trying my best. No disrespect at all. I, I'm trying very hard to pronounce these names correctly. Please know it's nothing out of disrespect. And as always... I love your culture, and I think it's beautiful. That's all. And, and as always, none of you are listening to this for the production value. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. <laughs> no, you're going to do a great job. Are you sure you don't want to go first? Rip it off like a Band-Aid? No, go ahead, because I went sure. first last time. It's and, fine. I can, yeah, I'm I can sure. hang I can no. hang out with a dead no, man's chair. No, I really, chair. really want to know. Okay. Uh, no, I really want to hear about the dead man's chair. I'm going to be honest. We're going to talk. Then I'm going to tell you about the dead man's chair. It's, We're going. It's giving devil the devil's chair vibes. Big time. It's like the devil wears Prada, but it's a chair. Ooh. It's not. I'm just fancy. messing with you. So, oh, okay. <laughs> did I have you go in there for a second, though? <laughs> a little bit. Stunning. All right. So. The Dead Man's Chair, also known as the Busby Stoop Chair, is an allegedly haunted oak chair that was cursed by the murderer Thomas Busby before his execution by hanging in 1702 in North Yorkshire in the United Kingdom. So now, of course, we're in, we're in the United Kingdom, which means all locations have 75 names before you actually get to the location of the name, right? <laughs> that's, that's just how it goes. So anyway... Due to the many deaths later attributed to people sitting in the chair, the landlord donated it to a museum. He was like, take this. No more blood on my hands. Get it away from me. All right, so let me give you some background. So the Busby Stoop Inn in North Yorkshire is a pub whose name has become steeped in death. (laughs) 
We have to go. We have to go. International leg of our trip. Hell yeah. So 1702, Thomas Busby murders. And uh, all right, let me, before I really jump into this, let me give out the disclaimer. I have like multiple conflicting reports on this because again, we're in yield. So everybody just buckle up. This is going to be a little bit weird and strange. So, but that's what we do here. So 1702, Thomas Busby murders his father-in-law, Daniel Audie. Not Audie like the cars. It's A-U-T-Y. I guess I should say Audie. Daniel Otte. However, this was no ordinary family squabble, for Busby and Otte ran a small criminal empire between them. <laughs> small? Snaps. So, their, their main operation was coining, that is, the foraging of currency. <laughs> Whatever that means. Okay. I feel like that's, like, the British version of saying money laundering. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, they're based in the small... North Yorkshire village of Kirby Whisk. <laughs> I ha- can't with the UK and how they date. I I love it. All I pictured was Kirby the <laughs> be the pink Nintendo thing. character with a whisk. <laughs> That's all I can think oh about now. God. I love it. <clears throat> and it is said that they disagreed over Busby's relationship with Otty's daughter. Okay, so spicy. He was okay. arrested, tried, and condemned to death by hanging. After his execution, his corpse was suspended in chains from a gibbet erected at the Lonely Crossroads at the Sand Hutton Crossroads. And this notorious criminal and his execution were long remembered. And in 1859, the English antiquarian and poet, Yorkshire historian William Grange, wrote, quote, The bones of the poor wretch who had committed murder were hung to fester in the sunshine and blow in the tempest until they fell piecemeal to earth. And tradition yet tells tales of night wanderers being terrified when passing this dreaded spot. Spookalabook, yes? I I love that. So now by the crossroads, which now forms a junction of the A61 and A167, which I'm assuming are like highways, it was an inn. And according to one version of the legend, it was here that Busby was arrested. Another variant of the legend proposes that he was taken into this inn for a final drink before his execution, which is like the most British thing I've ever heard in my life. They're like, hey, yeah. one more at the pub, shall we? <laughs> a pint for dead men walking. That's right. <laughs> what the fuck? I love it. However, no matter which version of this is true, it's long been said that Busby's ghost haunts this place. And so, however, there is a more famous and more sinister legend attached to the pub and its famous criminal customer. For it is said that Busby had always sat in a particular chair in that inn, and after his death, a terrible curse was laid upon it. And in the version where Busby was allowed a a final, you know, drank, legend claims he himself laid the curse on the chair, allegedly saying, quote, may sudden death come to anyone who dare sit in my chair. Same. Also... It is said that anyone who sits in this particular chair will suffer a similar fate to Busby. That is to say, a sudden and untimely death will follow shortly afterwards. So the legend of the (laughs) so-called death chair spreads far and wide, right? And it becomes so famous that the pub eventually took the name the Busby Stoop Inn from Thomas Busby himself. And a stoop being the post that the gibbet that Busby was, like, displayed from in chains hung from. So... Indeed, the chair appears to have been rather lethal, for there are many ter- like tales told about those who have dared to sit in the chair, and 
ended up paying, you know, the terrible price that is death. So in 1894, a chimney sweep who sat in the chair was said to have been found the following morning hanging beside Busby's gibbet post. During the Second World War, it was claimed that Canadian airmen from the nearby Skipton-on-Swale base dared each other to sit on the chair, and those that did never returned from the missions they were sent on. Okay. Okay. In 1967, okay. <laughs> two Royal Air Force pilots sat in the chair. I'm thinking not at the same time, but, you know. But maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And then they went driving home from the pub, and they crashed into a tree and were killed. A handful of years oh. later, a builder was dared to sit in the infamous chair, and then just hours later, he fell uh, to his death from a roof. Around the same time, it is claimed that a cleaner had accidentally sat down on the chair after stumbling into it while mopping the floor, and this time death came in the form of a brain tumor discovered shortly thereafter. Eventually, in 1978, the current landlord, Tony Earnshaw, decided enough was enough and moved the chair out of the public's way and placed it in the cellar. However, a delivery man was curious as to why the chair was among the beer barrels and sat in it, and he died minutes later in a crash a few miles down the road. And so the chair was donated to the Thirsk Museum, where it remains to this very day. The chair is now suspended from the ceiling to prevent any more incautious folks from trying to sit in it. Isn't that wild? I mean, they they took precautions. Yeah, they were like... They were like, no more! They are like, fine, we'll take your fucking chair, but nobody's sitting in this shit. It's up on the ceiling. However, there are experts who have cast doubt upon the legend of the chair. For when it was examined by historian Dr. Adam Bowett, he found something peculiar about the chair. Apparently, its spindles were machine-turned, whereas in the 17th century, chair spindles were made usually with a pole lathe. Therefore, he concluded the chair was probably made uh, after 1840, which is at least 138 years after Busby's death. However, as the stories related from all come from after 1840, we could uh, perhaps at least discount a link to Thomas Busby, so perhaps we should not be so quick to dismiss the legend of the cursed chair, but that it isn't Busby's chair, really. So certainly no one has proposed taking the chair down from the ceiling so people can sit in it again, and perhaps it's mm-hmm. fair to uh, best to err on the side of caution. And so that's um, that's the, the dead man's chair. I, I don't know what to say. I mean... This gives me, this gives me Warehouse 13 vibes, which I don't think you've watched the show, mm-mm. but it's... It's about collecting artifacts that clearly infect, like infect or affect yeah. uh, people, and by touching it or by using it, and it affects them in different ways, right. kind of a thing. It doesn't always lead to death. Sometimes it does, but not always. So it's that it's giving it's got me that vibes. Kind of vibe. If any of our listens, uh, listens, if any of, if our, any of our listeners <laughs> have seen the show, and seriously, you and Corey should check out the show. Yes, um, we're almost done with Friends, but. It also just wow. I know. I don't know what to believe. I don't because it's so so many coincidences. You there know, are a it's lot of like... there are a lot of weird coincidences there. But then it's also like, okay, well, how many of these stories are actually true? Which ones are made up? Like, yeah. I mean, like the pilots. It's like, okay, they sat in the chair and then they never returned from their missions. And it's like, well, this is the military, and these things, yeah. while very unfortunate, happen. Like, and the guy and it was the. The guy that uh, accidentally sat in it, and then they found a brain tumor. Was it really a brain tumor? Or did you just want to be included? Yeah, either that or 
did he stumble into the chair because he had a brain tumor? It was affecting his balance, things like that. Yeah. And it's just only, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just happenstance. So that, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's stuff like that where I'm like, mm, would I sit in the chair? I don't know. There has to be some really, right? There has to be some really strong beliefs, though, if they suspended it from a ceiling to prevent anyone else from I sitting know. in it. I wonder, do you know what I mean? They took precautions to make sure nobody else would do it. I know. And I want to go to this museum, this Thirsk Museum. I want to see a movie. chair suspended from a ceiling. Hell yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't fallen from the ceiling and killed somebody, though. Yeah, that's scary. You know what this all kind of what vibes it gave me also was, um, like, Final Destination. Which is like, big. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't drive behind any trucks that are, like, nope. carrying... Absolutely logs. not. Logs, anything... And I, I audibly say... This is giving me final destination. I'm moving lanes. I usually, if I'm behind one and I'm going to switch lanes, I usually say, not today, bitch. And then I switch lanes. (laughs) (laughs) Not today. Not today, bitch. Um, So anyway, that's the dead man's chair. I, I, it's spooky. I don't know if I believe, I don't know what to, I don't know that I'd sit in it. I don't think I would. Because it's like I I wouldn't. I mean, it's the same thing where like I don't genuinely believe if you spill salt that you're gonna have bad luck, but I still toss it over my shoulder. My you know, shoulder. there's enough shit yeah. in my life that like I'm there like, why just... chance it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's too many coincidences for me to sit in the chair. I'm gonna be honest. And also, let's just talk about how accident prone and bad luck I have. Big time. You would sit like, in the chair. I'm, I'm not gonna add to that. They'd be like, and Kelly sat in the chair and then she found a non existent puddle on the floor and slid her way out the door across the highway and into a tree where she fell and got seriously injured. Like that would be yours. I love the way that you just said all of that because it would be so true. So true. A non existent puddle and just swept it out the door. <laughs> And see, at first I thought you were like a non-existent puzzle and she stepped in it and she just disappeared. Oh, I like that even better. Yes. Wow. Very supernatural. Ah. Wow. You know what that gives me? That gives me vibes of the one guy that you said got lost in the field and the family could hear him, but like he wasn't there. Oh, I'm forgetting Ryan Tom. Will- no, it wasn't Williamson. Thomas something. It was Orion. Oh, Ryan. Williamson. Right, 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 right. Thank you. Yes. So that's uh, yeah. it's pretty bananas. But anyway, that's what I've got for you. Take us to Hawaii. I've never been and I want to go. I'm going to go down a legend for you all. I love that. You should take seriously. <laughs> oh, we should take it seriously. Um, okay. I'm going to be talking about the wrath of Pele. Um, yes. And I will get into her wrath in a minute, but I want to talk about who she is. Um, lighting up ancient Hawaiian legends, Pele pronounced Pele. <laughs> Okay. The goddess of fire, lightning, wind, dance, and volcanoes is a well-known character in Hawaii. I don't want to say character, though. I want to say a well-known legend. Figure Um, being. Figure. I. Goddess. Love that she's all those things, and then they throw dance into the mix. (laughs) I fucking love that combination. Perfect. Well, because a lot of people say if you watch a volcano erupting, the lava's kind of dancing. Oh, okay. I get it. That's cool. Kind of thrown in there. I could see why you would think that was like Um, lightning also. Yeah. Yeah. It dances across the sky. Yeah. Um, There are many versions of how Madame Pele came to Hawaii as there are lava rocks on Hawaii Island. One common legend says that Pele was born in the Hanaua Mei in Tahiti, 
and was sent away by her father because of her difficult temper for do- and for seducing her sister Nama Nama Koi Kai's husband. Oh. She found her way to the Hawaiian Islands where the legend after where legend after legend bubbled up around her countless lovers identify uh, infidelities and feuds and heated outbursts. Oh. Very volcano like. Oh, indeed. Another well-known story be, uh, spins a web that Pele's older brother Kamauihai, the king of sharks, <laughs> nice. Um, which this is now giving me Shark Boy and Lava Girl vibes. Big time, big time. By the way, big time. Um, provided Pele with large with a large canoe, which she and her brothers took and sailed away with. Eventually, coming to Hawaii, when she made landfall in the islands of Kauai where she was attacked by her sister, the one that she apparently seduced her husband, mm. um, and left left her for dead. Oh. Left Pele for dead. Okay. Um, according to the legend, she was able to recover and escape out Oahu, out to Oahu, where she dug fire pits, including the crater today uh, called Diamond Head. Oh. She traveled through the island chain to Malaki and Maui, uh, where she is said to have made the Halikea La Volcano. Upon discovering Pele had survived, her sister traveled to Maui and to the two engaged the two engaged in an epic battle near Hana, where Pele was torn apart by her sister and oh, became fuck. a god. Oh shit. Yeah. Talk about rivalry. Wow, holy shit, that's a rough <laughs> ending. Okay. Yeah. Finding a home on Mana key on hawaii island where she dug her final fire pit the hale hale mua mua crater at the summit of kilaui sure i'm trying guys i'm uh, you're doing it very, it's very convincing all of it for what it's worth where many believed she resides to this day mm-hmm. which i believe that is the the longest active volcano in the world. Oh, okay. So, um, which I think it actually had some eruptions this last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet another tale tells that Pele was married for a short time and a violent time to Kampapua, the god of water. The story says that Pele rerouted Kampapua from their home in Helemuamua. And arguably chased him with rivers of lava into the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) Same, same, same. I love that. This story is meant to symbolize the violent and explosive experience of of a hydrovolcanic eruption. Though Hawaiian eruptions are much more peaceful, Pele's loyal followers believe that the frequent eruptions of lava on Kilua is a reminder that Pele is alive and still home here. I and I kind of really love, love that. that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Pele is often portrayed as a wanderer, and sightings of familiar and popular goddesses have been reported throughout the island chain for hundreds of years. But especially near the volcanic craters and near her home of Kiloa, one of the most active volcanoes in the world. In these sightings or visions, she appears either very tall, beautiful, young woman or an unattractive, frail, elderly woman, usually accompanied by a white dog. Okay, two. We 
like we got two polar, polar opposites, opposites there, but sure, why not? But she's not dressed in white, but she has a white dog. I do like I that. Like I like that. that variation. That's pretty cool. Those well-versed in legends say that Pele takes form of an elderly beggar woman to test people, asking them if they have food or drink to share. Those who are generous and share with her are rewarded, while anyone who is greedy or unkind are punished, with their homes or valuables valuables being destroyed. Oh, okay. Be nice to the elderly woman. Be nice to the fucking elderly woman and her white dog. I, I do know this. In the Hawaiian culture, respect for your elders, no matter whom it is, is is expected. Mm. You you respect your elders, no matter what kind of a thing. So that kind of you know matches with yeah, that the fits. culture. I would say. Um. So let's talk about her wrath, shall we? Yeah, I want. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the wrath. No. Oh my god, okay, so, cool. So let's see let's hear it. The legend of Pele's curse says anyone who removes anything native to Hawaii, like pieces of rock sand from the Hawaiian Islands, will feel the wrath of Pele, who views the rocks as her children. The legend has it if you take from Pele, you will incur incur bad years of bad luck. Oh. Now, fun story. My parents met in Hawaii while they were stationed there. Mm-hmm. And they immersed themselves in the culture. They learned about the culture. They respected the natives to the island. And it it's a very well-known thing. People who take, like, lava rock, the post office is overwhelmed with receiving them. Oh. Because they will send it back because they're experiencing terrible, terrible things. Really? Yes. Oh, that's bananas. So... Don't take from Pele. Don't take anything from Hawaii. Just take pictures and memories. Take take photos. Enjoy the memories. Um, I have to say this. This was like a little fun story that I have. Um, So my parents met in Hawaii. And about 20 years after they had been stationed there, they surprised my sister and I with a trip there. Fun. And mind you, it was around Christmas time and my parents were like, oh yeah, we're going to the snow. Make sure you have your warm clothes out. And then it was like Christmas morning and there was boogie boards and snorkel gear and they're like, just kidding, we're going to Hawaii. Hell yeah, I love that. Cool. <laughs> um, and it was really exciting because we got to see where they met and um, we went to Kauai, which was a less touristy island. At least that's how it was when my parents were there mm. and they were really sad to find out it's become very touristy, oh. um, which is just really unfortunate for Hawaii and the people of Hawaii. I'm sorry that your home is being turned into a tourist attraction. That's not fair to you. Yeah, we suck. Um, but it was really, it was still really cool. And my parents did share a lot of stories with us about Hawaii, Pele being one of them. Um, I have a few others lined up for later on this year Cool for to share with everybody, but um yeah, don't moral of all of this though, just don't mess with Pele. Yeah, there you go. Stop taking her fucking and rocks. And that's the legend of Pele. Fun. You did a great job with the words. I mean, Thank as you. far as I can tell. It's nerve-wracking. That's okay. Yeah. You did your best. Again, if I mispronounced anything, my sincerest apologies. It's genuinely. All, um It's all good. But, you tried. Yeah. You tried your best. It's cool. You're not like a native yeah. Hawaiian speaker. It's, it's all good. No. Um, and I will never pretend to be either. And there you have the it. <laughs> um, uh, that was very cool. I love 
learning about how different like cultures and regions and things like that like they have different ways of explaining like a lot of like natural phenomena that happen and like different like how they attribute it to different like gods or goddesses or figures or things like that. I just think it's very interesting. I like how I like how different cultures try to explain the world. I think it's neat perspectives. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fun. I do too. I enjoy it. That was a fun topic. So, Good choice. Thank you. Yes. I just another amazing badass goddess woman, whatever you want. God bless Pele. So Pele. Uh, love her. Yeah. I'm gonna I, whatever. I'm trying. Pele? Pele. 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 Okay. Like payday. Yeah. But not. Yes. Okay. There you go. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Well, this was Hawaiian 101 from, from Kelly and Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> we started with a creepy chair and we ended with a goddess you don't want to mess with. You don't want to take her rocks. And that was that was cool. I love that. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have nothing else. Uh, I guess it's a it's a short and sweet one today, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great talk. So I don't even know what to say at this point. So I'm just gonna. And <laughs> do you have something to say? No, I was just gonna do the until next time. No, you go. I'll no. I'm saying until next time. <laughs> Stay strange. <laughs> no, you go. <laughs> <laughs>